Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day. Theodore Rockwell is a go-get'em reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, but by night he becomes The Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, and the mysterious female vigilante, The Vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man What do you mean, one man? I just said he's got two other people helping him. What kind of patriarchal bull... What? Oh, right. Satire. Point of the show. Got it. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's episode, Ghost of a Chance. Sponsored by... (sighs) It seems we have another new sponsor. While fully bone girdles are the pinnacle of foundation garments, and while nothing has been conclusively proven, there have been a distressing number of women admitted to hospitals with severe internal injuries and broken ribs. While most doctors reassure us that it's a perfectly natural combination of trap gas and female hysteria, the fine people at Fully Bone Girdles are ceasing production until they can find out exactly how to adjust their girdles to assuage the fragile female psyche. So, for now, we here at Throwing Shade would like to welcome our latest sponsor, Tucket Automobiles, makers of the country's first fully electric automobile. Drive a Tucket. You'll be shocked at how good it is. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since... uh, Who's president now? Still? Oh, well. Last week on Throwing Shade... Moist! And now, the blood-curdling conclusion to Throwing Shade, Ghost of a Chance. Act 3, Scene 1. It's not me. Theo invokes chivalry. Kinda. When we last left our heroes, they were investigating an old abandoned mansion when they saw a glowing figure at the top of the stairs. That wasn't the wind! The figure turned and floated away quickly. Come on! What? No! We run away from the terrifying supernatural beings bent on our destruction. Didn't they teach you anything at journalism school? I must have missed the class in cowardice. 
I prefer to think of it as self-preservation. Very manly. Hmm. You're supposed to be the courageous one. Didn't they teach you anything in journalism school? In fairness, I never went. What? Then how did you- I wandered into the building one day looking for the pipe organ store. I had always wanted to be an organ grinder and thought they might need someone to fill that position. That's not what an organ grinder does. But I got off the elevator on the wrong floor and wandered into the newspaper office instead. Clemens saw me and immediately offered me a job as a reporter. What? Why? He said he liked the cut of my jib. I figured it was best not to point out to him that I wasn't wearing one. That's not what he... He told me what the job entailed and that he figured I was perfect for it since I looked vaguely literate. I had three interviews and had to supply seven references and grades going back to grammar school. Well, to be honest, I wasn't sold on the job at first. But then, Clemens introduced me to you and told me you'd be working with me. Well, when that happened, I had to say yes. Why? Well, I only had to take one look at you to see that you were absolutely... Yes? Competent, resourceful, and excellent at your job. You could tell all that from just one look. I have excellent instincts. Of course you do. And of course, there was the fact you carried a typewriter around everywhere. You don't usually see that kind of dedication. Or neck strength. This job is very important to me. I wanted to be a reporter since I was a little girl. I take it very seriously. I know. It's one of the many reasons I... admire you. You're being awfully forthcoming about your innermost thoughts and feelings, Theo. That can only mean one thing. Well, I... I mean, that is, I... I, 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 I You're stalling to keep from having to go follow that mysterious figure. And there's that famous Wednesday morning insight. Well, you run away if you want to. I'm going to go find out the truth. Oh, curse my manly need to be courageous. Wait for me. The figure floated to a room at the top of the stairs. The door slammed shut behind the figure. And by the time Theo and Wednesday arrived, it was locked from the inside. This must be the room McGillicuddy was talking about. The door slammed shut without him touching it. But why would a ghost need to slam a door shut in the first place? Or lock it? Aha! So, we are in agreement that this is a ghost. (laughs) Let me pick the lock. As the door swung open, Theo and Wednesday noticed that... The the room's room's empty. empty! Just like McGillicuddy said... There are no exits except the door we came in. Theo was correct. Save for a window which was closed, there was no other way out of the room. There has to be a logical explanation for this. There is! He's a ghost! The ghost of William Pushman! You saw it! I saw something. Let's search the room. They searched what appeared to be a small sitting room, complete with Victorian settee and fireplace. Then, Wednesday found something interesting. Theo, I've found something interesting. The ashes by the fireplace are in a strange arc, as if they've been dragged away from the fireplace itself. Why would anyone do that? I don't know. Did you find anything? Just a couple of what appear to be wet shoe prints in the carpet behind the door. They seem smaller than a man's. Why would they be wet? And why would a ghost need an accomplice? And where did they go? There's more here than meets the eye. Something doesn't smell right. You're not kidding. This whole room smells like... (laughs) Paint! 
You're right! Why would an old room smell like fresh paint? Maybe the ghosts are redecorating. Theo, there is no such thing as, as ghosts. ghosts, I know. But we saw something here tonight, and it wasn't normal. Now let's get out of here and stake out Nunzio's club. I have a feeling the Kane girls are going to hit him again. You go. I'll stay here and investigate. Um, well, you see, as a man, uh, I couldn't possibly leave you, as a woman, alone in a situation where there could be physical or supernatural danger. It simply isn't done. I can take care of myself. <laughs> it's the principle of the thing. A man simply cannot abandon a woman to danger. As you pointed out, I'm supposed to be the courageous one. So stay here. Here? With a ghost? I, I, I mean, uh... You... All right, all right. We can come back during the day to investigate. I can't believe you're such a fraidy cat. Afraid? <laughs> Me? Never. <laughs> I, I, I just feel that you would be safer elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Like waiting for violent criminals. It's really more about you, not me. Of course it is. All right, Galahad, let's get me to safety. <sighs> I thought you'd never ask. Act three, scene two. Flush with business. The Kane family plots. While a broken-down hurdy-gurdy pumped out its melancholy melody, somewhere in the city, at an undisclosed location, the Kane family was plotting. All right, girls. I reckon we've made enough moonshine to flood this city and corner the market. Seems like an awful waste, Ma. What are you talking about, Candy? Flooding the city. Shouldn't we sell the moonshine so folks can drink it? <clears throat> Candy, that's not... And what's so great about the corner market? I thought we was trying to sell to the speakeasies. Let me hurt her. Just a little bit. Hell, sugar. Candy, when Ma said flood the city, she didn't mean literally. She meant sell it everywhere. It's a figure of speech, like a metaphor. Oh! <laughs> a metaphor! <laughs> Metaphor. That's what the police chief says when he sees us. I met the four ladies. And my Italians don't talk English very good. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> That's the pot calling the kettle black. Shows what you know. We ain't got a pot or a kettle. That's right. We gotta steal. Hop <laughs> down, all of you. You're giving me a headache strong enough to kick a mountain goat sideways. Mom, why'd we leave the mountains? We had a good business going up there. Why'd we chuck it all away and move to this dead blasted concrete cesspool? I ain't seen one hill since we've been here. Candy's right. This mm -hmm. place is flat. <laughs> You'd know all about that, wouldn't you? Some of us don't need to throw ourselves at men in order to get what they want. And no use in throwing what nobody wants to catch. Why, <laughs> you... Stop! I told y'all before we come to the city for one reason and one reason only. More business. The plumbing. What? what? I'm an old woman. I'm tired of tottering out to the outhouse in the middle of the night, freezing my never-you-mind off while fighting a possum for position. 
You're trying to horn in on the Italian's entire illicit liquor operation just so you can have an indoor outhouse? When you're older, you'll understand. Besides, the pipes here are cleaner than what we had in the shack, and that can only help the product. Oh, she's right. The stuff we make here don't turn my teeth green like at home. And it's definitely less chunky. We can all agree there are several positives to the move. But what is the plan to deal with Kohlrabi and the rest of the Sicilians? They ain't gonna just lay down without a fight. <gasps> oh, I hope not. I ain't bit nobody in weeks. <laughs> Wait, you're yapping. We're gonna hit the Italians and hit them hard. And there ain't no worry about repercussions, cause they ain't got no chance of finding our hideout. Really? Cause that Girl Scout found it easy enough. You be nice to her. She brought cookies. Quiet! Ain't nothing to worry about. Candy's camouflaged the truck so nobody will notice it. And I'm still picking green stuff out from under my nails. I hate nature. And I ain't met any man yet who was as clever as a Girl Scout. But what if somebody stumbles on it? No, we got ourselves a foolproof way of dealing with look-a-loos. It may be foolproof, but it sure does make me wash too much. It ain't natural to take a bath more than once a month. And that's why you ain't never gonna have a husband. If I want a husband, I will grab one and keep him chained up just like a dog. Ain't no difference. Well, it's a little different. <clears throat> we all hope it's different. Come on, girls. Break out the shotguns and jump in the truck. It's time to remind Noomzio what happens if any don't see things our way. <laughs> Can you leave the harmonica at home? Oh, Ma! Act 3, Scene 3. Girls gone wildly violent. The shade deals with the canes. Meanwhile, atop the roof of the 13th Street Social Club... You know, Shade... Couldn't we, maybe, sometime, stake out a place inside? You know, where it's warm? I mean, come on, it's October. It's bracing, Wednesday. Besides, you get a great view from up here. All I'm saying is the view from my car is pretty good, too. It's so cold out, my keys are sticking. Well, you know I do love the comfort and luxury of your Nash Advanced Six Coupe Wednesday. To sit in a stationary car and run the heater would be an enormous waste of gasoline. I know, I know. And gas prices are skyrocketing. Why, they suggest they may reach 25 cents a gallon before this year is out. It's madness. I just don't know what to do. Luckily, there's relief from high gas prices rolling off the assembly lines of America's newest automobile manufacturer as we speak. The Tucket Lightning Bolt. The Tucket Lightning Bolt? I've never heard of it. It's brand new from Tucket Motors. And the most amazing thing about the lightning bolt is that it's 100% electric. An electric car? How does that even work? Electricity, obviously. Ask a silly question. The Tucket lightning bolt is a revolutionary new automotive model that uses static electricity to run. B static electricity? Yep. Under the hood are two mechanical shoes on a strip of carpet. 
you start the car by rubbing your own shoes on the interior carpet of the car, and that gets the mechanical shoes started. Constantly rubbing against that rug, keeping a consistent static charge that'll allow you to drive to your heart's content. That's, um, incredible. I almost can't believe such a thing exists. I know. It may sound like science fiction, but it's a fact. The Tucket Lightning Bolt is the most efficient automobile on the road today. But do you sacrifice luxury, style, and comfort for efficiency? Not at all. Tucket Motors uses only the finest and rarest animals it can find for its soft leather interior. And since there aren't all those bulky internal combustion parts to shove into the car... There's amazing legroom in the front and the back. Not to mention an almost noiseless ride. How much does this incredible machine cost? More than most people make in a year. But it's worth it for the ability to thumb your nose at all your neighbors. Hmm. That is priceless. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely look into getting a Tucket Lightning Bolt, if for no other reason than being able to keep warm on stakeouts. <laughs> Not to worry, Wednesday. I have a feeling things are going to be heating up pretty quickly. Unless I miss my guess, that approaching truck filled with yee-hawing women is none other than the Kane family. <laughs> What's the password? Open this here door, or I'll blow you so full of holes, mice will think you're Swiss cheese. Uh, close enough. Hey, boss, we got company. Immediately after the door slammed shut, sounds of a struggle emanated from the speakeasy. <laughs> this is perfect. I can catch them all in the act. Wednesday. You go get Chief Cannoli and some officers. They can mop up once I'm done with these ne'er-do-wells. But there are four of them. Four girls? How hard can that be? Help! Don't let her get me! Get back here, you big baby! Yoink! You were saying? Don't forget, I have... Not the daggers of darkness. Uh, no. Professor Edison Tesla made me some knockout gas balls. All I have to do is roll one inside, let it do its work, then waltz in and tie up the villains. Have you tested them? <laughs> have I tested them? <laughs> what a question. What kind of fool do you take me for? <laughs> so you haven't? Not at all. But there's no time like the present. You sure you'll be all right? Of course. I'm the Shade. What could possibly go wrong? Now go get the police. Be careful. Now, he said all it takes to activate one of these is for it to make contact with the ground. Oops! See? I knew it would work. Oh.
returned, throwing shade. Ghost of a chance! In just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, are you looking for the most stylish, scientifically advanced automobile on the market? Do you want to cruise past all the poor slobs standing in line at the gas pump, spending 20% of every dollar on gasoline? Do you want to be able to smugly tell others that you're living in the future right now and judge them for their adherence to archaic technology? Then get yourself a Tucket. Tucket Motors, makers of the all-electric lightning bolt, offers every driver the opportunity to not only own a technologically superior car, whose ride is smoother, handling is easier, and which runs silently, but also to lord it over their neighbors in time-honored American fashion. Tucket Motors, our cars are better. So that means, so are you. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shade? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. <gasps> oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects! Sell advertising! Wait! Sell! What? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving... Comedy starved! Comedy starved listeners from coast to coast! understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does a podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? <gasps> Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to throwing shade. Ghost of a chance. Act 4, Scene 1. Wakey, wakey! The Shade gets a rude awakening. A short time later, the Shade felt someone roughly shaking him. His well-honed reflexes kicked in. Just five more minutes, Mommy. Who's a decent Mommy? Do I look like I'm wrapped up in a bandages? Wake up! Whoa! Police Chief Cannoli? What happened? It looks like you took a nap on the roof while the Kane family busted up Annunzio's place. What's the matter for you? Take it easy, Chief. Vamp, what are you doing here? Where's Wednesday? What kind of question is that? It's right after Tuesday. <laughs> that one never gets old. That's what you think. She told Cannoli where you were and then contacted me. Since you were dealing with the Canes, she went back to investigate the Pushman Mansion. What? We've got to get over there. She's in danger. We gotta find those crazy Cane sisters. If they go after the families of bootlegging supply, the streets will run red. With blood? 
No. Tomato sauce. They hide the bottles in crates of tomatoes. Blood. Why is everyone so violent nowadays? I blame the Irish. You don't understand. Pushman Mansion is haunted. What? You offer you knocker. Rocker. Eh? Rocker? Rocker who? Never mind. Wednesday said she had a theory about that. She thought Pushman Mansion might have the answers to both cases. I think we should see what she's found. I don't know. That's a brilliant idea, Vamp. That's a brilliant idea, Shade. It's about the time somebody said something that made a sense. Act 4, Scene 2. Sit, heel, roll over. Guido gets more than he bargained for. Tripping over the discarded instruments left by the unconscious members of the 13th Street Social Club's house band, our heroes made their way to the Pushman Mansion in Chief Cannoli's police car. Meanwhile, at the Kane's undisclosed location... Good work, girls. I think the fish is hooked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he'll be more amenable to our demands now. Huh? (sighs) He's for sure to say yes. something standing, then the club would close down and we wouldn't be able to sell them our hooch, now would we? Besides, that place gave me the creeps. I swear something was growling the whole time we was there. It sounded like (laughs) right over our heads. I heard it too. It was like that time back home when the wild cat got stuck in the attic. Oh, I remember that. I told your father building an attic onto a shed was a bad idea. But he said, Ma, he said, I didn't go through all that schooling to get a degree in engineering just so as I can live in a one-room shack with only one level. (laughs) That man had aspirations. Mm. You always say that, but it don't make no sense, Ma. Everybody's got aspirations. Heck, the one thing I remember from school is them talking about the aspiratory system. It's pretty clear you don't know your aspiratory from a hole in the ground. (gasps) I just think it's an awful shame that Pa never got to use that fancy degree of his. All them neat years and he never once drove a train. Your father was a complicated man. Smartest fella I ever met, but could never hold down a job. I mean, he tried them all. Lumberjack. Where he quit after one day because he swore he thought it meant he was just going to have to lift boards instead of cut down trees. Ooh, snake oil salesman. That he lost after one day when he tried to oil somebody's snake. And then the one that led to his passing. Wildcat Driller. (sighs) To think he'd still be alive today if it hadn't been for that attic. Mm -hmm. While I do appreciate this stroll down memory lane, no, wait, we're it's not... a figure of speech, oh. Andy. Um, I would like to say one more time that I think bringing the doorman back with us was a mistake. Oh, I like him. He's solid. Oh, that's so sweet. My baby's in love. Oh, that's right. And we're going to be married just as soon as he wakes up. I think I hit him too hard. Candy. 
You're sure we weren't followed? <laughs> Absolutely. Heck, <laughs> I didn't know where we was going and I was driving. There's too many roads in this town. <laughs> There's no way anybody could find us. Cheese it! The cops! <gasps> There's cheese! Quiet! Nobody knows we're here. It could have nothing to do with us. And you're the smart one. That Girl Scout sold us out. <gasps> Don't you dare badmouth Annabelle. She brought me cookies. Everybody relax. I'll take care of this. Y'all just keep quiet. I'm glad she's going this time. Ugh, I couldn't stand another bath. We're happy. Well, hello, lover boy. How's my big, strong hubby to be? Oh, no. Help! Help! Sugar! Ma said to keep quiet! Do something! Oh, sorry, darling. You girls is right. There is a difference between a fella and a dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dog's better trained. Act 4, Scene 3. I see deadish people. The ghost makes a reappearance. As our heroes made their way up the front walk of the Pushman Mansion, tripping over an old bicycle, they noticed Wednesday morning's Nash Advanced Six Coupe in the driveway. That's Wednesday's Nash Advanced Six Coupe in the driveway. I hope she's all right. You really care about her, don't you? Well, she's my partner. She's always been there for me, and I couldn't do what I do without her. But... Whatever you do, don't tell her that or I'll never hear the end of it. You were almost so sweet. Let's get a moving. This place give me the creeps. See, I'm not the only one. <coughs> Leaping linguini, what's that? It's a ghost wailing. That's ridiculous. We know we're near the ocean, so there's no whales. Besides... How could a ghost hold a harpoon? No, the sound of a whale. That's not the sound of a whale. A whale sounds like... sound. This is a wailing sound. There she blows. I read the Moby Dick. Call me Izzy the Mail. Look, in the window. They looked up to see the same glowing figure from earlier. Be gone. None may enter my mansion, or else the curse of the Tushmans will befall you, and you will That's a ghost. That's right. Come on. Wait. Oh, curse my masculine pride. Come on, chief. You want me to go in there? We can't let her be braver than us, can we? Actually, I'm okay with that. Fine. You stay here in case Wednesday shows up. 
I'm going to help the vamp. That's a fine. I'll just wait right to here. In the dark. All alone. Ah. All alone. Huh. I can finally drop the ridiculous accent. Much better. To be honest, I don't know why I'm always called out on these crazy capers. I'm the chief of police. You'd think I didn't have an entire police force full of officers who could attend to these things and leave me back at the office to do paperwork. Ah, paperwork. Nice, safe paperwork. But it's okay. I mean, what could happen to me in the middle of the night in a driveway of a haunted house? What's that? Who's there? You know what? I think I remember some very important reports I forgot to finish back at headquarters. I'm going to go back to headquarters and I promise I'll be back soon with a reinforcement. Uh, honest. Ooh. <laughs> Stupid a bicycle. Act 4, Scene 4. You can't pull the sheet over my eyes. Questions get answered. Ghosts get busted. The Shade and the Vamp raced up the stairs to the tiny room, only to find it empty once again. Now what? Notice anything unusual about this room? Just the line of ash from the fireplace, as if it had been pulled out. And the wet footprints behind the door, smaller than a full-grown man. Exactly. And what's smaller than a full-grown man? A smaller man? Or? A child! Or? <gasps> One of those munchkins from that Frank Baum book. A woman, oh. Shade. Oh. Specifically, the Cane women. <gasps> Wait, are you saying the Cane women are ghosts? No! I'm saying the reason those wet footprints are there is because one of them hid behind the door to slam it shut and lock it after the supposed ghost came in. Then where did they go? Help me search the fireplace. As they approached the fireplace... Get out! Did you hear that? Yes. And it sounded like it was coming from behind the fireplace. <gasps> A, A secret, secret passage. passage! Our heroes began to search. The shade accidentally bumped one of the fireplace pokers, and the fireplace swung outward, revealing a long, dark passage. So that's how they got out. But why would a ghost need a secret passage? Exactly. Huh? Come on! Our heroes made their way down the passage. They noticed they were heading downward. And soon, the floor beneath their feet gave way to damp rock. We're underground. Probably an old smuggler's cave. This is water from Lake Michigan. Hence the wet footprints. Exactly. And a uh, nice use of hence. Thanks. I've been blindly opening the dictionary to a new page every day and trying to learn a new word. I do it to try to keep up with Wednesday. B but don't tell her or I'll never, never hear, hear the, the end, end of it. it. Exactly. Shh! Listen. In the distance, they could hear muffled voices arguing. Oh, my, my nails are so dirty because you keep on making me come down here. I just don't understand it. They crept closer, and peeking around a corner of the cave, they saw a familiar glowing figure. <gasps> the ghost! And the Cain sisters! You, you think they're gone? 
They should be. Crime fighters are a cowardly, superstitious lot. I don't know why we gotta scare them off. Let me at them. I still need to bat somebody. Vamp, do you know what this means? The Kane sisters can raise the dead. There is no ghost shade. I'll prove it to you. But I need a distraction. I've got just the thing. Um, Wednesday told me about the gas balls. Are you sure- Oh, don't worry. These don't have gas in them. They just make a loud bang. Oh. Okay. Here we go. As the small, marble-like object rolled into the middle of the criminal's hideout, the shade leapt out, bravado at the ready. Ha! Now I've got... You? It's a man! Well, hello. It's that shade feller we heard tale of. Get him! Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering... As the room was distracted by the loud noise, the vamp leapt into action, using a blend of karate... Bongo playing... And throwing the shade around... I feel used! She soon subdued all four villains. Now I'll show you there's no ghost. Let's just remove this mask. Ma Kane? Ma had the idea of using this old cave for making moonshine. Then when she found out it was connected to the mansion, she reckoned we could live in style and use the stories about the ghost to make sure nobody ever found us. But the glow! Phosphorescent paint. It ain't hard to make if you know how. Betty's real smart. She takes after Daddy. Oh, Ma and him weren't related when they first met, but she loved him anyway. (laughs) And the floating? Roller skates. All that creativity wasted to protect a criminal enterprise. And I would have got away with it too, if it weren't for you pesky crime fighters and those meddling reporters. But where's Wednesday? <laughs> what kind of dumb question is that? Even I know that it's... Right, right after, after Tuesday. Tuesday! I mean Tuesday. I'll find her. You take these four to police headquarters. Can somebody wake Guido up? Rise and shine, lover boy! I'll rise, but, but I won't shine. What? What? It's shade. Somebody tell me what's going on. Looks like I'm off to the hooskow, sweetie. Will you wait for me? What answer keeps you from hitting me again? Go on, Guido. Tell Nunzio he should have no more problems. Okay, but where's that lady glowing? Don't ask. I really gotta find another job. Act 4, Scene 5. It's Twilight. A brief afterward. The next day, at the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald... Oh, I wanted to be letting you know that thanks to you, not only have there been no more strange goings ons at the mansion, but there's somebody interested in buying it. I may finally have someone to talk to besides myself and the squirrels. That's wonderful! Yes, it sure is! Of course, that leaves just one question. Who's what do the squirrels it? say? Really? That's your question. To be honest, I don't really talk to squirrels. Of course not. I must listen. 
Can't get a word in edgeways with them. Well, that makes sense. It does? Mm. And I think I can answer your question this morning. Nunzio the fish call Robbie? Yeah. I figured I'd buy the mansion. It's just the kind of place I'm looking for. Lots of class. And access to smuggler's caves right up against the lake? Like I said, class. The family's helping put up the scratch for it. Police Chief Cannoli is helping you buy a house? Not that family. Mm. Rockwell! Morning! I ain't paying you to stand around gabbing. Hit the bricks and rustle up some front page headlines. Thanks again. Oh, and Guido says thanks for saving him from that sugar cane dame. Where is Guido? Oh, he decided to try out a safer career. He's a fireman. See ya. We should get going as well. Those hedges aren't going to trim themselves. And I still haven't been able to teach the chipmunks to hold a pair of shears. So, down to me, I guess. Well, good luck, old man! Thanks again. Come by any time for a spot to tea. That the rabbits have been able to master. I worry about him. So, what happened to you last night? I fell asleep. In my car, waiting to see if the ghost showed up. But the vamp filled me in. (laughs) I hope you're through believing in ghosts. Absolutely. Believing in ghosts is ridiculous. Good. Now, vampires... Theo! There are questions that cannot be answered. You really should do your own research. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company, Eclectic Full Contact Theater, presenting their first show of their massive eighth season, Richard III, running October 1st through November 2nd in Studio 3 at the Athenaeum Theater, 2936 North Southport Avenue. Will Richard stop at nothing to reach the pinnacle of power? Will he act unethically? Unlawfully? Deceive? Seduce? Even commit murder? Come on, you think George R.R. Martin invented this stuff? Meet the unlikely man who schemed so cleverly and bloodily. We're still talking about him today. Info now at www.eclectic-theater.com Loyal listeners get a special deal on tickets. Use the code word WEDNESDAY for up to 50% off. EFCT is unique. EFCT is irreverent. EFCT is theater. This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, sponsored by Tuckett Automobiles, written by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond, directed by Katie Siegel, Starring the voice talents of Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Houle, Noelle Kleiss, Stephen McClure, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, Sarah Siegel, and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station!
Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Michael Canari and Mike Drugan. Uh, luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway... Becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. And we hope to see you at our upcoming live Throwing Shade performance event, September 8th at 7 p.m. at the Skokie Theater in Skokie, Illinois. You can get your tickets at skokietheater.org. See all of your favorite characters, meet the cast, have a wonderful time live and in person. That's September 8th at 7 p.m. at the Skokie Theater. Check it out, get your tickets, we'll see you there. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Bye.